0: My name is Lindsay Cholak, and I'm a mind and health mastery coach. I'm grateful that you're here with me today on this podcast, and I want to share with you one of the most powerful lessons about losing weight and eliminating emotional eating that I experienced, and it's all started with my closet. I have been cleaning out my closets lately, and it feels like a forever project with two little ones and a husband who has like 400 t-shirts that he loves and could never part with. I found some old clothes. Clothes that I wanted to keep for, for when I was skinny, again, trying to use them as motivators, which wasn't a motivator, it was very debilitating. And at the time, I ended up hiding them in my closet because I didn't want to be reminded that I was getting nowhere and not getting what I wanted with weight loss. I would try them on periodically and attempt to squeeze into old pants and I would like jump around like a crazy person putting trying to pull up my skinny jeans which were actually regular jeans but became skinny jeans when I gained all my weight I would lay on my bed and like contort myself into all these positions and perfect angles to be able to do up the zipper I actually fit into one pair but I couldn't move very much and I thought if I wear them around the house I can I can totally work them in I ended up getting dizzy and (laughs) I had to take them off. I found a few articles on the internet that were talking about girls who would pass out from wearing jeans too small. So I highly recommend don't do this. What is the right size, really? We're overwhelmed with images of skinny and healthy women, but, but is it really? Are they taking into account height, body type, all these extra things that make us different? I really believe the right size is different for everyone. I believe that you discover your right size from eating healthy and exercising consistently, reading and listening to positive content and books that put you into a positive state of mind that helps to evolve you into being the confident and strong woman that you are truly striving to be. There was a certain point in time where I became fed up with saving my skinny clothes because it was like more than half of them. I was sick and tired of waiting to live my life until the weight was gone. I wanted to live now. This is a massive key ingredient to achieve health and fitness goals. I wanted to love myself now. I threw out my skinny jeans jeans, and I moved on with my life and I threw out a lot of other skinny clothes. It was amazing the amount of energy and meaning that we give to things, you know, material things that take away... From the true things that we do value in life—health, love, happiness, family, success, and achievement—so back to today. Cleaning out a couple of old boxes, I had a pair of shorts from when I was at my heaviest, and at the at that time, when I put them into the box, I didn't fit the, into them anymore, and I didn't really have any feelings about them. I wasn't, um, you know, feeling as if like I needed to keep these for one day. Um, they became lost in a box, you know, moving between houses. So I tried them on and I started laughing. They literally fell off. And the last time I wore them, they were way too tight. I couldn't get them over my thighs. One of the most positive lessons I learned on my journey to losing excess weight was letting go and staying consistent. Do you see how this is energetically connected, losing weight, letting go of excess in life? I'm proud and quite astonished at how far that I've come. And I strive to make sure that my clients feel the same way when working with me. So let go and keep taking one step at a time. You will get there. So here are five steps to letting go. Step one, know the benefits of not letting go. Why is it sometimes hard to let go of something? Well, to be honest, there are advantages and benefits to not letting go, at least for instant gratification and in the short run. You get to keep feeling like you're right and the other person is wrong and that can be a pleasant feeling and way to look at the situation at hand. You can assume the victim role and get attention and support and comfort from other people. You don't have to go out into the scary unknown. You can cling on to what you know instead, to what is familiar and safe, even if it's now just a dream of what you once had. I've not let go of things in the past because of these reasons. I still sometimes delay letting go of things because of those benefits above. But I'm also conscious of the fact that they are something I get out of not letting go. And I know that in the end, they're not worth it because what will the long-term consequences be in my life if I do not let go? How will it affect me in the next five years And with my relationships, if I have other, with other people and with myself, the mix of knowing those, how those benefits will hurt me in the long run. And knowing that there are even bigger benefits that I can get from letting go become a powerful motivator that pushes me on to let go for my own sake and happiness. Number two, step two, accept what is, then let go. When you accept what is, that is, that this has happened, then it becomes easier to let go. Why? Because when you're struggling in your mind against what has happened to you, you feed that memory or that situation with even more energy. You make that someone, what someone had said or did even bigger and more powerful in your mind than it might have been in reality. By accepting that It simply has happened and letting it in instead of trying to push it away with, you know, trying to push it away, you know, you find that something odd happens after a while. The issue or your memory of the situation becomes less powerful in your mind. You don't feel as upset or sad about it as you did before. You become less emotionally attached to it. And so it becomes easier to let go and for you to move on with your life. Step three, forgive. If someone wrongs you or you have a situation where you've wronged yourself, then it will cause you pain for a while. But after that, you have a choice. You can refuse to let go of what happened and instead let it interfere with your relationship and replay what happened to you over and over in your mind. Or you can choose to forgive. First, accepting what happened can be helpful to make it easier to forgive. Another thing you can do is focus on forgiving because it's something you're supposed to do. Instead, if you feel like the motivation to forgive for you, for your own sake, do it for your own well-being, happiness, and for the time that you have left in your life. Because, as Catherine Ponder says, when you hold resentment toward another or even yourself... You are bound to that person or that situation or condition by an emotional link that is stronger than steel. Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and get free. And that you forgive does not mean that you have to stay passive towards your future. You may, for example, choose to forgive, but also spend less time or no time in the future with the person who has hurt you or Really try to set up boundaries for yourself from allowing you to get caught up in the negative mindset or negative habitual patterns that had led you to that horrible feeling in the first place. Step four, focus on what you can influence in your life. By reliving what happened over and over in your mind, you aren't really changing anything unless you have a time machine. You don't have any control over the past. And being distracted or worried by things that you cannot control in your life in any way right now is a super huge waste of energy. So ask yourself, what can I focus my time and energy on instead to actually make positive progress or to change in my life? And what is one small step I can make today to get started with that? My experience has been that by switching my focus from what I cannot influence to what I actually... Can influence and keep trying to do that over and over again. By using the questions like the ones I mentioned, it becomes easier to stop worrying and to let go of what has happened or letting go of what I cannot control. Step five let go again if necessary. If you let go of something that's happened or some distraction in your life, then that may not be the end of it. Life is not always that neat and clean. The issue or distraction might pop up again. Then let it go once more. I've found that each time I let go of something, it pops up less in my mind. It pops up less in my life, less frequently, and has less power over me. Plus this extra practice will make it easier to let go in the future. You're flexing the let go muscle in your brain letting go is something you'll get better at over time just like keeping an optimistic mindset during tough times so thank you for tuning in today that's all those those are the really five great steps that you can apply into your life and it it does take work but the benefit the payout is so massive make sure that you subscribe to my podcast to receive new insights and strategies to eliminate your challenge with emotional eating and lose excess weight for good. Have a powerful day, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you got lots of value from it. And if you enjoyed it so much, you have the desire to connect with me more. Well, then that's amazing. Feel free to connect with me in my free Facebook group, Money Making Soulful Entrepreneurs. It's where I love to hang out, love to do lots of videos and love to interact with